Welcome to By the Books, the podcast helping business owners navigate the complex world of business, payroll, tax, and bookkeeping. Now to your hosts, Lindsay Klein, president of Sakline Bookkeeping, and Jeffrey Gonzalez, president of Payroll Guru. Thanks for joining us, everyone. This is Lindsay Klein with Sakline, honest, accurate bookkeeping performed on time. And I'm Jeffrey Gonzalez, the president of Payroll Guru. Good morning, Lindsay. Good morning. Guys, I got here early today. I, I I know. We were on the phone. It's monumentous. And when you said that you were going to be early, my mind just exploded. I, I looked. I was expecting. I even, guys, if you have a camera, if you're on the, the YouTube where you can see the camera, yeah. I even had time to go get coffee before I got here. Yeah. Now, we didn't actually get in the studio no. on time because no. we goofed off in the parking lot, but yeah. <laughs> we got to the building on time. I'm proud of us. I am very proud of us today. Yeah. This is monumental. We did it. Our we first appointment it. of the day. We did it. We were on time. This is going to be we're a good dressed. day. Guys, I even have my hair done, my makeup done. Yeah. You this look great. Crazy. You look like you're ready for a photo shoot. Yeah. I look good today. Yeah. And yeah. with my coffee. So, now, I don't sound so good because I got something going on with allergies or something. So I got this yeah. little crackle in the voice going. Yeah. But I'm here. It sounds much better than it did. Early oh, in the yeah. week. Oh, yeah. I could barely talk last yeah. week. When we spoke on Monday, or maybe it was Friday of last week, I, first thing I said when you when I answered the phone was, what's wrong with your voice? <laughs> so some things have happened since the last time we recorded. Yeah, it's been, it's, been, uh, it's been a little while. A lot has happened. Of course, any period of time when, it, you know, like, you give us two months, like, everything will be yeah, upside down absolutely. in a two-month period. We are movers us. and shakers. And that's just what we do. Yeah. I would have it on no other way, though. So, since the last time we recorded, you have started two businesses. (laughs) At least two. Two that I can think of right now. Yeah, yeah. It's been uh, fun. uh, How's the stress level? The stress level (laughs) is, um, you know, it's it's definitely there. It's definitely there. Uh, I I would start buying some stock in um, Jim Beam here pretty soon. My friends Jim and Jack are really helping me out. Um, Jose... Also has joined the party. <laughs> um, Going no, that actually, well, huh? it, it, yeah, no, it's actually not been a bad thing at all. It's actually been um, a breath of relief, right? Yeah. So last time I was on here, I was working for another payroll, payroll company. company. Yeah. Um, and so, not that there's anything wrong with that. I loved it. It was a great company, but I had the opportunity to. Um, do my own thing, yeah. which obviously, you know, judging from people who listen to us, knowing our previous conversations is something that we're very much into is building our own, you know, yep. working for yourself and building your own, uh, you know, business and, and yeah. you know. Which you introduced one of them at the beginning. Yeah. You turned your tagline, the payroll guru, into yeah. an actual business name. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've been in payroll for a decade. So, you know, I, I, I would like to think that I am the guru of payroll. So I've and been... you and I had to brainstorm so much because you wanted that payroll guru name so bad. And they were taken, yeah. right? All the guru names. Yeah. Every domain you tried, it Everything was already I taken. Tried. Yeah. And I remember us being at a Starbucks one day. <laughs> And we had the inspiration yeah. to use roo as in kangaroo. That's right. We were. We were <laughs> I remember now. Holy crud. And it was funny because I sat down and you were like, why are you stressed out? And I'm like, I can't come up with a good name because what I want is taken. I mean, and within five minutes, you were like, here's what I think you should do. And I went, that's incredible. Yeah. Yes. So now you have the mascot even. Yes. Yeah. The kangaroo. kangaroo. Yeah. So it's. Yeah. 
payroll guru. Guru. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Which is brilliant. Yeah, and it, it's it's been fun. You know, obviously being able to go out and, um, you know, offer the great thing about about doing it myself is is that. I um I know what's out there in the market and I know what people need and want within different segments and I think a lot of companies focus on you know trying to be able to cover everybody when if you could just focus on specific segments you can offer right people people that have fewer than 30 employees don't care about the time clock being able to do all these crazy things and you know fill out pre-filling out you know job applications and stuff they don't care about that they want their payroll to go smoothly and they want their people to punch in and punch out so simplifying the process yeah. is really the important part right and that's yeah. really who you've gone after mm-hmm. in terms of trying to service those smaller guys that yes. the big payroll companies don't necessarily care about. Well, the big companies don't necessarily care about because there's not as much money in them. There are plenty of companies that service smaller companies, right? Um, you know, we have all of the, I'm not going to say any names just for, you know, just in case, but, you know, there's a lot of online only based platforms right. where you go in and you log yourself in and you, you create your own account and you onboard yourself and you and that's geared towards this demographic. But the problem is is I would use those services because I know payroll. Right. I know what I'm doing when I'm implementing myself. That's fine. Right. But the average business owner doesn't. They should not be, you know, spending time doing that. So there's a huge gap in the market for people who want help, don't know what they're doing, and want to outsource it. Yep. So I'm going to capitalize on that. I love that. Yeah. And yeah. I've sent a lot of people your way. Yes, you um, have. Because we at Secline do not process payroll. We yeah. will code the payroll. We'll book it. We'll put the journal entry in there. Yeah. But we're not going to process it for you because I tell my clients, you need to outsource that to a company that that is all they do all day, every day, that they are up on the payroll laws. Like, I highly recommend to anyone, don't just have your bookkeeper or your office manager or even your CPA, honestly, (laughs) because even a lot of CPA firms will tell you, we shouldn't be doing your payroll. Yeah. Um, Because while they may be great at filing taxes, income taxes, they may not know a lot about the payroll laws. It's two separate things. It is very separate. Very different. And a lot of people don't realize that. That payroll is really a completely separate set of laws and regulations, and it's by state. Even by county sometimes. Yes. 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 Even localities. Right. Some states, like if you live in this school district, you have these rules. Right. Isn't it crazy? Right. Yeah. And so, so not every CPA and every bookkeeper and every office manager is going to be up on that. Yeah. So even I, as a bookkeeping firm, will not touch it. And I yeah. say, no, you need to find a company that that is all they do and they are focused on that and they take the liability. Yeah. So do you handle these uh, the liability issues that might arise? Let's say there's a mistake on somebody's payroll, heaven forbid. Yeah. What happens then with your company? Well, um, so I have a team. Obviously, I don't do it myself. Um, So I do work with back office softwares. So I have a whole team of people that, um, you know, if it's something easy, I'm just going to do it myself, right? You miscoded a pre-tax deduction as a post-tax deduction. I can go in there and fix that. But, um, you know, for the last three years, you've been um, paying unemployment in the wrong state when it should have been this other state because you you didn't know that your employee moved or whatever, which happens a lot, believe it or not, especially 
in this remote world, um, then, you know, I bring in my team and we get it taken care of. Of course, I get all, I have complete oversight over everything. So um, make sure that it gets done correctly. That's an interesting problem you pose because I have a completely remote team yes, and there's do. 11 of us right now. Yes, you like do. we have yeah. grown. And here's what's funny is someone asked me the other day, where is your team located? I can remember like the first three or four employees that I had hired. <laughs> yeah. I can remember the states they lived in. After that, I was like, I'm not sure where everyone else is. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So and how do they you move. avoid that issue of, because I mean, when you mentioned that, I got to thinking, how would I know if somebody had moved and forgotten to tell me about it? Well, so one thing is most employees will bring it up to somebody because they need to change their address um, because either they want to make sure that they're getting their uh, documents sent to the right place or at the very least... Um, we send out um, notifications at the end of the year and say, hey, W-2s are going out soon. Yeah, that's is a good idea. Is this your right address? And if they, all of a sudden your Colorado employee is like, hey, I'm in Pennsylvania now, it's time to give the payroll guru a call yeah. okay, and say, so hey, if we anyone, need to fix this. If anyone on my team is watching this or yeah. listening to this right now, we're going to implement this as a year-end <laughs> item in case I forget that yeah. we're going to send out W-2 notifications and ask all of our employees, do you still live here? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Because, um, yeah, if they moved, you, you would really never know. And and maybe they tell the manager, right? But that manager might not think, oh, this applies to payroll, right? Right. Yeah. You know, the manager's just like, okay, well, now you live in a different state. We'll send your stuff somewhere else. So Okay. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. Yeah. So for a mistake like that, then, that has, I would assume, some pretty serious ramifications, how do you fix that? It varies state by state. Unfortunately, right. So with the with the state, um, usually usually the process is is okay. We need to go in our system and back out all the wages, re-enter them because the rates are usually different. So the employee may owe more or less depending on what. Right. I mean, if they lived in Colorado and moved to Texas, now they are owed money back because there's no state income tax here, or vice versa. Now they owe money. Um, so that all needs to be calculated correctly. And then then is the negotiations with the states. So, hey, you know, agency in Colorado, we need a refund. Here's your amended returns for all of last year. Um, wait for that check and then try to get the money back to the employee or vice versa. So fun. So oh, this yeah. is why I want somebody like you handling all this because Absolutely. I don't want to touch any of that. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's a pain. And you know what? Payroll is, in the grand scheme of things, it's so inexpensive. And, and most really companies is. do outsource. Let's be honest. I, I've I've been selling payroll for a long time, and I probably ran into, you know, fewer than 10, actually, who do payroll on Excel and stuff. I've seen that. Um, and there's not very many who do that. Most outsource in one form or another. And um, really, it's just finding what's going to be the best um, solution for your company. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's another thing I bring up to people is it's really more cost effective to have a payroll company do it. Because if you have us as your bookkeeping firm or your CPA firm, even more so, it's not going to be cost effective because we are not going to be efficient at it. We don't do it all the time. Yeah. And so you're going to be paying us more and we're not going to be as proficient or as well versed at it. And ultimately, somebody at the company is going to have to communicate with you anyway. Right. Because you're not in there. You don't know what's going on and who's where and what, how much they are owed and if they got a raise. Like, somebody's going to have to be on top of it anyway. So instead of wasting their time typing out an email every week yeah. and sending it to their CPA or bookkeeper, 
it's just as easy to enter it into the system and do your own updates or email it directly to a payroll specialist and say, hey, this is what yeah. I need done. Please get this so done. So this is why when someone asks me about payroll processing, I say, let me introduce you to Jeffrey. <laughs> Yeah, that is the first thing I say. Yeah, and you have for for a yeah. while now. So we yeah. have a lot yeah. of mutual clients. Yeah, we've been at working this together point. for a long time. But then you decided to branch out beyond payroll guru. Yeah, so let's talk about that. So this is definitely so payroll. You know, is something that I'm very familiar with, and I know yeah. what I'm doing. Obviously, offering it myself is is a whole new challenge. But you know, I still know what I'm doing. Um, as far as like you know, I have contacts and I have people yeah. that refer me work and stuff like that. But this um, new idea was formed, and I remember <coughs> telling you that here at Sucline, we now have a billing minimum. Yes, that's where it happened. Yeah. And the reason why I implemented this is because I'm honing in on what our demographic actually is. And one thing I tell prospective clients all the time mm-hmm. is I know we are not a great fit for everyone. Yeah. In fact, just one business owner, two all the business owners I'm speaking to. If you're a great fit for everyone, that's a problem. If you're a great fit for everyone, you're a great fit for no one. That's a problem. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so the more I narrow in on, okay, here is what our niche is. Here's our ideal client. I'm, I'm narrowing the scope of who we accept as a client. And one thing that sets us apart at my firm is that with us, you're not just getting a bookkeeper. Yeah. You're getting a team. So, and I tell the prospective clients I talk to, with us, you're getting assigned an admin person, a bookkeeper, a reviewer, and a senior staff accountant for more complex things that oversees the team. And we're about to add a fifth person on that when I find this unicorn I'm looking (laughs) for, which is a client relations person, which is difficult because I need someone that knows accounting but likes to talk to people. That's a unicorn. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. (laughs) But eventually it will be a five-person team for every client we have. And so because of that, we charge more than a solopreneur bookkeeper that works by themselves, has very little overhead, right? I have a team. They're all in the United States. They're all W-2 with benefits, right? Um, I obviously have a lot more overhead than the singular bookkeeper working from home, you know? Absolutely. So... I've realized I need to implement a minimum so that right off the bat, someone is fully aware of whether or not we're going to be affordable to them. Yeah. Well, of course, that alleviates a lot of the startups or people that are, you know, maybe solopreneurs themselves, things like that, that just don't have the budget for what we are, which I understand. And I don't want to just be like, oh, well, sorry, can't help you. And so I told you about this. And this is one of the reasons why I had set up my networking group for bookkeepers. Because I want to know bookkeepers. I want people at my disposal that I could say, I don't think we're going to be the best fit for you. But I know so-and-so. Let me introduce you. So this was kind of the preface for you having a light bulb moment. Yeah, well, so as, as you know, and maybe not, I don't know if we talked about it here, but I was doing... Um, bookkeeping on the side. So in addition to my other job, um, I was doing bookkeeping primarily for one CPA who just had me doing a whole lot of stuff myself. Um, and it occurred to me at one point, you were you were wanting to um, change 
the demographic or not demographic, but you were wanting to change that minimum, implement that minimum. And so I said, well, I need to hire some people on to help me with this CPA's needs anyway, because I'm over my head. Um, so why don't you just send them over to me? <laughs> Introduce <laughs> me at least. Um, and um, and so that has now uh, turned into this opportunity, which is my bookkeeping company, um, which is primarily focused on those smaller companies, those solopreneurs who are looking for, you know, high quality bookkeeping and accounting services at a budget price. Right. Yeah. And what's the primary way that you've been able to achieve that? Exactly. So the best <laughs> way to do it um, is to have your work done overseas. So you can out, you can offshore this work. I mean, and these are these are professionals, right? These are people. We don't just like you know put an ad on, uh, you know, Craigslist in India, right? It's it's these are professionals. They have degrees. They have their QuickBooks Pro advisors. They they've gone through all of this stuff. They just happen to live where it's much cheaper to live compared to the United States. And so, um, it's it's uh, the budget option is to have it done right. over there right. at a much lower cost. Right. And that's something that I have intentionally stayed away yes. from, um, largely due to the fact that that's one of the questions I often get asked, yes, is, especially by CPAs, yeah. who is who I most network with is CPAs that refer business to us. Yeah. Um, and they one of the biggest questions I get asked is, do you outsource this overseas? Because it's very common. It Whether is. you know it or not. Right. It's happening. Absolutely. Even tax preparers are Even doing it. Even tax preparers do it. I mean... If you are a business owner and you're using anybody other than Secline, there's a chance there's that a chance it is. it's being done overseas and you just don't know. Right. Yeah. And so this is one of the things that from the very beginning I have told people I have no intention of ever going overseas. I only hire people located and citizens of the United States yeah. um, just so I can put those minds at ease about that. Yes. And so that's the business model I have followed. Now, because of that, obviously, my costs is much more expensive, are yeah. much more expensive. Yeah. Um, in fact, I'm offering a cream of the crop job out there. You know, I have a remote position that's W-2 with benefits that is Tons largely... Tons of PTO. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's a great role. Largely yeah. a flexible schedule yeah. for the most part. So... You know, I've been able to attract fantastic talent because of that. Mm -hmm. I'm even attracting CPAs now. Yeah. Because I've switched everyone to W-2 instead of 1099. Yeah. So because of that, I have a very high echelon of accountants working for us. However, that comes with a cost. Yes, it does. And so it's almost like, do you want the, the name brand? Mm -hmm. I don't want to call you generic. No, yeah, call me but generic. But it's kind it's of like the same principle, right? But it works out very well. And, and because we're open and honest about what we do, right? I mean, so, um, you know, uh, <clears throat> if if this isn't the, the uh, budget that you're looking for, let me introduce you to my friend over here who does do it overseas, or I'll tell him too. Um, and, and it's not, it, so, and let's also say you, with your, with these podcasts, especially the earlier ones, um, you really spell out how to, run and operate a very efficient bookkeeping company. So um, you don't hide anything. You're, you're really very don't. open and honest. And you even have a bookkeeping group where yeah. you have, I mean, I was on a Zoom with you, of, maybe it's been a month or two ago, where you went through all of your software even and showed everybody exactly how you run your business. So all of that to say, I copy-pasted your business. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Control-C, Control-V um, is, is my company. The, the difference being is that my people are overseas. 
Yeah. Well, and that's a good point that you bring up because, you know, I mentioned that I don't want to just leave people high and dry and say, mm-hmm. well, sorry, can't help you. Right. And yeah. that's why I started this organization for bookkeepers. Yeah. And we meet once a month. And one of the things that came up um, during one of our meetings, well, most of our meetings, actually, the girls will be talking. I say girls because it's primarily girls. It is, sometimes yeah. Jeffrey it's shows me up. And usually there's two so, other occasionally, guys that show up sometimes. Occasionally yeah. we have guys, yeah. but rarely. It's, yeah. it's usually all women around the yeah, table. Yeah. Um, so that's why I said girls, but I shouldn't say that because <laughs> we do occasionally have men, too. Um, but... They've noticed that anytime they have said anything about a problem they're having in their business or whatever, or so overwhelmed, I'm usually sitting back. And I'm like, oh, my team handles that. Yeah. Oh, my team handles that. <laughs> yeah, or, I don't know. Or yeah, my I'll team be like, it. I don't know. I'll have to ask yeah. my team how they do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And why is that? And I'm always traveling, right? Because yeah. most of my job is networking at this point in sales. Yeah. And so finally, one of the one of the ladies there said. Could you teach us? Because I am so overwhelmed <laughs> yeah. and I want what you have. Just the yeah. ability to go off for days at a time and you don't have to worry. And I have intentionally set my business up this yes, way. You did from the beginning, yeah. Um, thankfully, I had Kurt Coyne, who's been on this podcast, at the very beginning of when I quit my job to do this full time. He told me, there's going to be an end to your business. Not, not to your business, but to your tenure at your business. Mm. There's going to be an exit. And whether that be because you died or retired or became disabled or passed it to your children or you sold it, there's going to be an exit. Yeah. So plan for your exit from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And that was the best advice I got relating to my business. And I've kept that in mind with his tips that he's told on this podcast about how to have the most valuable business possible. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that he constantly reiterates to his clients and on this podcast is it cannot be too reliant upon the owner. The most valuable businesses are those that don't need the owner. Yeah. Because if you're going out on the market to buy a business as an entrepreneur, you have cash. What are you lacking? Time. Yeah. And you don't want to buy a job. Which is what that is. You're looking to buy an investment, right? And so they're not looking for businesses where they have to be heavily involved. Because then it's no longer an investment. It's a job. It is. And so that was the best advice he gave me. So I've intentionally, from the beginning, tried to structure my business where I did not need to be there. And it works. It, it does. It works very well. It does. Yeah. And so th- the group noticed that. Yeah. They noticed that almost everything they were bringing up, I was not involved in it. I'm like, oh, my team handles that. My team handles that. Oh, my team does that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so that's why that Zoom happened is because they said, would you teach us what you're doing? And I, I think it was about two hours long. Yeah, it was a long I went one. from yeah. the recruiting process to our workflows that we do every month, everything. I even showed our email templates that we send to our clients every week, everything. Yeah. I showed our engagement letter, all of it. Yeah. And so I said, here it is. This is what we do. So that has been my mentality from the beginning is not only to be owner absentee, but also to share in the wealth because there is plenty of business out there for all of us. And I absolutely believe helping other bookkeepers in the end will only benefit me also. It really does. Yeah, it really does. I've seen it happen, right? Um, I've been sitting in those bookkeeping meetings where somebody mentions a new software and you're like, 
what? What is that? Let me write this down. Right? Yeah. I mean, there's there's a benefit to having absolutely your your competition, absolutely. quote unquote, um, to to partner with them. So, what would you say you wish you would have known before you started? Because you're what a few months into this now. Yeah, yeah. Is so there anything now a few months in that you're like, man, I wish I had known that from the beginning? Um, there, there's been a there's been a couple of things. So, despite all of your advice. There were some things that I put on myself that I shouldn't have. What's that? Right? Um, <clears throat> I would say, so with the client specifically, I, I uh, encourage them, especially my early clients, that I, I can be their point of contact all the ah. time. Right? Which is great. And I, and I love being able to do that. However, I, I mean, I'm going to be here with you all day. My phone goes off. It's going to be five hours from now before right. I can call them right. back. And that's not a good experience for them, right? right? Ultimately, it's a bad experience for them, right. is the point. Um, and so, yeah, I'll call them back. It may be late, but what if they need something urgently? So right. that's something that from the beginning is really important. Um, and so just making sure that they know, like, if you can't get a hold of me, feel free to call me anytime. But here's another number that calls my team. Call them, too. Um, send an email to them as well, right? Um, you, you teach a lot about doing group emails, Yes. Um, static emails is what they're called, right? Uh, that goes out automatically to whoever you assign in that group. Like, email that group because you're going to get four people that see the same email. Right. Somebody's going to respond. So, right. yeah, I, I would say that's that. a big one. Yeah, definitely just making sure that they know who their point of contact is because it can't always be you. And only recently have I changed the filters on my email software. <clears throat> so that I no longer see the group emails. Because for a long time, I still had a little bit of control issue where I was like, I still want to read them. Even though I had already taken myself out of the equation from the beginning, actually, that I was not going to be their point of contact, I still had this little bit of control that I still want to read the emails and see what's going on. It got too much. (laughs) Because emails you needed to see were mixed in, right? Yeah, Yeah. and so I'd open my inbox and there'd be 300 emails in there because I'm on all the group emails for every client. And so I quickly realized, okay, this is too much. Like, I'm just going to have to let go and trust my team. And of course, I have a great team. Yeah, They do do a good job. And most of the time, I'm just being nosy. I'm not having to do anything, right? Um, so I've set the filters on my email to automatically send those emails that, you know, I, I basically tell it if it goes to this group email, file it in this folder for that client. Oh, smart. So I still have the emails. And if a problem comes up with a client or there's some question or whatever, I can go to that folder and see what email correspondence has happened. Mm-hmm. But it's not in my inbox anymore. And so I've just recently finally completely let go where I don't even look at the emails anymore. <laughs> Unless you need to, right? Unless I need yeah. to. I mean, but like you said, every person has five people <clears throat> attached to it. Yeah. So that the possibility that it's something that you need to do and somebody in your team didn't specifically reach out and say, Lindsay, I need you on this, yeah. is yeah. very low. Right. Right. They they know what you need. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and I've told them, if you need something from me, send it just to me and highlight it. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, Lindsay, urgent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All caps, 50 exclamation points, make sure I see this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's definitely a good point. And I think that's good advice for any business owner. You know, if you're expected to be on call... All the time. All the time. Yeah. 
how much of a life work balance are you going to have? And when people think about the benefits of being a business owner, right, everybody's rose-colored glasses of what it's like to be a business owner, right? Laying on a beach in the Bahamas, right? Having all the free time in the Mm -hmm. world. And that's, like, they know that that's the goal because that's all of our goal, right? Mm -hmm. They know that that's the goal, but yet they set it up to be exactly the opposite, right? I have to be involved all the time. And guess what? Clients don't care. (laughs) They just want to get a hold of somebody. They They don't care that it's you. They want the problem fixed. They just, and so that's one of the things that I've done. And I've I've even done the part where I tell my clients, you know what? I'm not really a part of the day-to-day on your account. Let me have you talk to so-and-so because they're going to be the best person. They know. Yeah. They know exactly what's going on. So what are some things that you're really glad you knew from the beginning that a few months in, you're like, oh, I'm so glad I did that. I did. I have done exactly zero, zero work on any of my clients' books. Nice. I have done zero. Good for you. And the point of that was is because, you know, to what you explain all the time, uh-huh. and if you do research and you go into, like, these coaches and you hear them, they all say the same thing, right? In fact, I was just listening to one yesterday where the guy was saying um, essentially – he, he thinks it's better if you, if you want to buy a restaurant and you've never been a chef, that's going to be the best restaurant owner yes. there is. Because if you, if you are a chef and you buy a restaurant and your chef quits, then what do you do? Yep. You get in the kitchen yep. and you're like, okay, I'm just going to cover for today. I'm Absolutely. just going to cover for tomorrow. Yep. And then all of a sudden it's been six months and your business is crumbling because it, you actually have responsibilities, but you're too busy cooking. Right. Right. Whereas somebody who does not know how to cook, what's their first first priority when when their chef quits? Yep. It's to find a new chef and well, to get somebody else in that kitchen to cover until right. they do. Exactly. And, and then all of a sudden, you have a new chef in that door by the end of the week. Right. Exactly. And now you're back to your day-to-day. So that has been something, even though I know how to do a lot of this stuff, I'm like, no. Like, I'm going to rely on my team for them to do it because my time is best spent growing the business. Yep. Finding new clients advertising that's where my time is best absolutely spent. absolutely so that's that's a great point you bring up in fact you and i are now at the beginning stages of another venture because you and i are like serial entrepreneurs that just can't <laughs> stop and when we get a pain point in our business we just mm. figure out how we can create a business to solve our pain point you want to know what was really <laughs> funny is you just said that and my head was going through like which one is she talking about yeah <laughs> That's how much we have. Going through yeah. all the Which ideas. one is she talking about right now? And you know what? Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> but that's the point, right? We have the time to do that because we're, we're structuring our businesses to be. Well, and we both have this problem that. now that a lot of people are increasingly going to have the problem of having remote workers mm. and remote workers using technology. Yeah. And it results in not quite as much control from a technology standpoint, a security, a cybersecurity yeah. standpoint. And I've had a cybersecurity guy on this show talking about the plethora of ways now that people get hacked into, the plethora of ways that people steal data and hold it ransom for money. My local ISD that my kids attend, they got hacked into, had to pay something like $700,000. Yeah. To now, these people to get their data back. One thing that I found interesting about that story that you told me is um, where did we read that in the news? And why did we not read that in we the news? We didn't hear in the why news. Why is that? Because they keep it on the hush-hush. Why? 
because they don't want to know. They don't want people to know that their data was that hacked. their data was hacked. And so, so we don't even know how big of a problem it is. It's happening much more than we know, but nobody wants to say anything because it's right. embarrassing. Right. And so, well, not only that, but lawsuits, yeah, and all lawsuit, kinds yeah. of things that could come up. So, so nobody you knows. And I, as small business owners, like yeah. I have actively been trying to hand somebody money to help me solve this <laughs> issue. I'm like, I know that we need to secure. Our technology, because I know I have people all over the United States that we need to have a way for them to securely access the client's data, right? I don't want this to be a hole. You know, we do have security measures, but a hacker can probably get through them, you know, that, that knows what they're doing, right? Yeah. And so I wanted to make it as secure as possible. The problem is me trying to hand somebody money... They'll ask me, how many employees do you have? You know, of course, when I started this endeavor, it was probably somewhere around five or six. Now I'm up to 11, but still nobody wants to talk to me. Until you get to 50, from what I've found. I, I think it's more like yeah. 2,000. <laughs> For real. No, yeah, like, I've right. had yeah, people yeah. tell me, oh, we start at 2,000 employees or more. Like, nobody wants to talk to the small guy with 10 employees. Yeah. Much less, less than that. Yeah. And so I've been telling you for how long now, Jeffrey, I am trying to hand somebody money to solve this problem for me and nobody wants to talk to me. Yeah. I can't even get people to call me back. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. And and I've seen people, you call people, leaving them messages, sending them emails like, please help me figure this out. I mean, and, 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 and what's finally, really funny. You but, and I are like, okay, what if we solve this problem for ourselves, ourselves. Yeah. which neither one of us. No cybersecurity. So this goes back to what you were talking about, about the chef in the kitchen. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? It's probably a good thing that neither one of us know it because we're going to be going to look for the experts in this and we're not going to be tempted to touch it because we don't know diddly squat about it. We're going to rely on the expert to help us. Yeah. 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 You're you're 100% right. And it's going to be, um, it's an exciting endeavor too. Yes. I'm excited to see how all this plays out, but we're currently in the process of yes. um, getting those experts in place, first of all. Which is educating us in the process. Yeah. Because yeah, we're, we're listening, lot. yeah, we're listening to other people's ideas about how to solve this problem, which I guess the first thing we've learned is there's more than one way to skin a cat. Yeah. Yeah. There's several ways <laughs> there's to do this. There's lots of ways to skin the uh, cat. <laughs> and it's how do you want to do it? But the point of the matter is, is that business owners are just like us. They, they don't have the time. They don't right. know what they're doing and it can't be super expensive. Right. Um, so how do we find something that can be easily implemented and cost effective that they don't have to know anything. They just got to, you know, right. tell us, sign the purchase order and boom, it's done. Right. It's handled. And I've, and I've told these guys, you know, which one thing I've learned about these technology guys too, is they go down these rabbit holes, right? And get lost for a long time. They love going into the matrix. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, there. okay, in and out burger. Yes. Four things on the menu. Okay. Yes. That's what I'm looking for. I understand that we could go to Cheesecake Factory and have a 30-page menu. <laughs> I'm looking for In-N-Out Burger. We have four things yeah. on the menu. Do you want this, 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 or this? That's it. And here's the cost. Right. You ready? That's what I would want as a small business owner. Yeah. Like, don't overwhelm me with the 40,000 different ways to do this. Yeah. I need it simple because I don't understand it. I don't have time. I have better things to do. Yeah. I need it super simple. So that's what I'm looking to provide. 
to specifically small business owners a solution especially those that have remote workers, we'll take care of the equipment, we'll take care of the security, we'll take care of the maintenance. Here's your monthly price. Tell us where to ship the equipment. We'll set it up remotely for you. Bada bing, bada boom. There's literally nothing you have to do. Yeah, I mean, the computer breaks, cool. Call our support team, Right. right? The owner does not need to know anything because again, they don't know how to cook. Right. Or should they? Right, exactly. Yeah. So this is now a pain point Jeffrey and I are trying to solve first and foremost for ourselves. Well, you've been trying to solve this for about a year. <laughs> yeah. And at some point, it's like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to have to fix this myself. And I uh, feel like yeah. I will get the business up and running and solved in less time than it took me to try to find someone else to fix it for me. Honestly, we've been working actively on trying to get this up and running for maybe a month now. Yeah. And we have we have plans in, like, plans written yeah. out of, like, here's how this can be done. Isn't that amazing? Yep. <laughs> Yep. This, yeah. this is how it works when you're an entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You just don't have time for it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm excited for you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm I'm really excited. You know, I have to say, couldn't have done this without you, though. Like, you've been walking. You've oh, been. You you, you've you literally. Okay. Could've. All right. I'm not going to say that. But you have literally held my hand like a little <laughs> five year old this whole time. I appreciate it so much. Um, honestly, we've talked about how we met before, right? I sent you a message on LinkedIn. That was the best message yeah. I've ever sent to anybody Aww. in my life. I'm so right? glad life I got changing. It Absolutely. Yeah. So. In fact, it's funny because when we solidified our partnership for a completely different endeavor that we haven't even talked about, we, oh, yeah. <laughs> we went to the restaurant where we first met. We did. Yeah. And it, it was Zoe's Kitchen. Zoe's Kitchen. And... Zoe's is closing down. Sad face. I think it's already done. It is now. I think now. it's over. Now it's over. It's all turning into kava, which I love kava Delicious. too. Delicious. Love it. Yeah. But I love Zoe's Kitchen. So that was the first place we met for lunch. Yeah. The very first time. And so there was one Zoe's Kitchen open in Dallas. Yeah. And we got only there. Only one. We got, we got there, there on the last day. They were closing the next day. That was it. Yeah. We got there on the last day, the last restaurant in the Dallas area, and that's where we signed our partnership agreement. Isn't that funny? It was so yeah. funny. Yeah. yeah. In I fact, took our name of everything. Our name has something about Zoe yes. in it, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah, we're, we're sentimental people, I guess. I guess but. so, right? <laughs> but it was so funny because for a long time I have told my kids they're tired of hearing it. And, of course, I tell other people and people on my podcast, too, the power of networking, oh. which is how you and I found each other, Yeah, online networking. Yeah. But there have been so many great things that have happened in my life because of networking. Friends that I've made, investments that I've done very well in, uh, business contacts, you name it. I, I can name so many great things that have happened in my life because of networking. Like yeah. the power of networking, that is the singular most important piece of advice I'd give anyone that's trying to do anything. I don't even care if you're trying to grow a business. If you're trying to do anything, get out and network. Yeah. So I sound like a broken record, and I've told this to my kids. Now, my daughter, who is just starting college, 
Um, she's like an anti-capital, you know, kind of the stereotypical college student, right? That doesn't have to pay bills yet. I right? wasn't going to say it, but anti, okay. <laughs> anti-capitalist, anti-business, you know, all of this, right? And so if I mention anything business, like you've mentioned, she could not be more opposite than me because I eat, breathe, and sleep business. Like, yeah. I love it. Yeah. And, uh, but she is polar opposite of that. And so if I mention anything business, she is just la, 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 right? Yeah. But she's gotten heavily involved with her theater drama group at college. And one of her professors kind of has taken her under her wing, mentored her a lot, has kind of showed her the ropes of different things, got her plugged in with an advisor that showed her a degree plan. And up to this point, when I mentioned any kind of degree plan, it was, I don't want to get a degree. That's just all, you know, it's all tied to capitalism, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when this all happened, all of a sudden she wants to get... A degree. Yeah. And the and the topping on the cake was when we were at dinner last night. And she says something. I wish I could remember the exact words she used, but something about, you know, it's really helpful to to talk to people and get to know people. Like I had this happen and this happen because I started getting know to people. Like it's really really cool how that's it's working. Yeah. I was looking at her. And it was probably a little bit of a passive aggressive jab, but I was like, yeah, there's real power in networking. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, it's not networking, mom. I'm talking about like making friends and building relationships. I'm like, yeah, that's networking. Yeah, that's actually the definition of networking. I'm pretty sure is what that is. <laughs> And she kind of stopped and was like, well, I just think networking has a negative connotation. (laughs) I was like, okay, we're making friends and building relationships. All right. (laughs) We'll call it what you want to call it. Tomato, tomato. Um, Yeah. And and you know what? I would say that is the single biggest contributor to anything that I have accomplished in my life in the business world has been my network, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I know you could say the same. Absolutely. Yeah. Would that be so what so that was your biggest piece of advice that you would give new business owners? Yeah. Or any business owner. But you're you're a few years ahead, right? You're in that mid sized business range who is um your your growing pains are much different than a small business or a startup. So networking, so you what get else? To, you get the advantage of yeah. seeing the pain oh, yeah. points that I'm going through now. And oh, I would yeah. say, what, three years in since I quit my job and started doing this full time instead of just being a, a side hustle, yeah. right? So you get to kind of like see. I call you. I'm pain. like, I just ran into this wall. <laughs> what is happening? And you're like, oh, I remember that. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So what, what, what are other pain points that you would say that I have not seen yet or that business owners commonly see? That you've had to tackle already. Well, big one that, and we're definitely going to be doing a podcast on this. We had someone scheduled for it today, and uh, they uh, canceled on us last oh, minute. Oh yes, PEO. Yeah. I switched everyone to PEO um, because originally I had everyone 1099 contractor all yeah. over the United States, and then I realized how utterly complicated other states can be. Here I am in my nice little state of Texas. Yeah. Where Which is a the, very simple state. It's a super simple state, yeah. right? Super simple. And I thought, okay, you know, I mean, there's no reason why I can't be 1099 because they set their own schedule. You know, they're using their own equipment. They're, you know, I mean, why can't they be? Well, now I'm realizing ah, not all the states operate like Texas. Like, they don't care if you call it 1099. You still need to have workers' comp. You still need to have your... Um, 
taxes taken, whatever it is, right? Yeah. There's all these other regulations in other states. And I was like, okay, this is getting a little complicated. Yeah, just and a little bit. <laughs> can't afford to have an employment attorney in every state and I can't afford to have like a payroll specialist in every state to yeah. tell me what the regulations are on workers comp and on uh, taxes and what constitutes a 1099 and all this. Yeah. So I started talking to PEOs, which if anybody does not know what that is, it's essentially like what they call a co-employer. Yeah. Technically the employees are employees of the PEO. And not of me. Yeah. But I still am able to control the operational side of their job. I just don't have to worry about the compliance part. Yeah. Obviously, that comes with a cost. Obviously, it comes with a cost. Because they're taking on the liability of having those employees and paying the workers' comp and all of that. Yeah. But I now don't have to worry about what each state regulates on having these people in their state. So... That has been a huge weight off my shoulders. Yeah. And not even just human resources, though, which is really what that is, right? Taking care of that. Um, but you also get the buying power of a very large yes. organization for benefits. Yes. Which is what usually draws yes. most people to PEOs. Yes. Um, even though that wasn't your primary focus when you started, has turned out to be a huge right. bonus. Right. So yeah. one of these days, we will get someone here. We're trying to get someone from the PEO that I ultimately chose because there's yeah. lots of them out there. Yes. So, <laughs> um, you know, get someone here to talk about why you might go that route. And I certainly could speak from my experience, you know, as I've summarized here, why I decided to go that route. But um, that that would be probably the most recent big pain point that I've had. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was a big anyway. one. That, that took a lot of time too, yeah. to sift through all of that. So are you glad a few months into this that you made the jump you did? I did. I am. I am. I am very glad. It's been, um, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's it's a very difficult jump to make because it's, it's so nice having that regular, you know, income and focusing full time on that um, and then being scared to jump into that, yeah. knowing that eventually I'm going to quit my job so that I can do this. And then having to be in control of, of growing your own company, keeping employees busy, you know, it can all be very daunting, but it's not impossible. If I can do it, anybody can Absolutely. do it. Um, and not only that, but it's very, um, it's very, uh, it's very fulfilling to know that all of this stuff that I'm doing is ultimately going to benefit me long term, right? It's not like I'm I'm making this connection or I'm making this sale or I'm doing this for somebody else and I'll get paid once or I'll get paid an hourly wage. This is something that I can live off of and yeah. support my family on. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's and you're building a new thought. An asset. Yes. Oh, and you're building assets. I try to talk yes. to my bookkeepers in the group about like this is not just bringing in your income you're building an asset that yeah. you can sell or give to your kids or do anything you like with one day yeah so yeah it's huge yeah well yeah. our time is overdue we were is on that- time starting we are not on time finishing well <laughs> <laughs> we got talking again and jumped into it um yeah but it was fun we we got to catch up go over some stuff that's happened recently it's been a lot yep yeah so thanks for joining us, everyone. This is Lindsay Klein with Sucline, honest, accurate bookkeeping performed on time. And this is Jeffrey Gonzalez with The Payroll Guru. Thanks Thank for, for joining, joining us. By the Books is presented by Sucline Bookkeeping and Payroll Guru. 
For more information, visit Sakline.com or PayrollGuru.com. The information provided on these websites and podcasts does not and is not intended to constitute legal or accounting advice. Instead, all information, content, and materials available are for general information purposes only. Information provided by Sakline and Payroll Guru may not constitute the most up-to-date legal or other information. Listeners should contact their attorney or accounting professional to obtain advice with respect to any particular legal or accounting matter and should refrain from acting on the basis of this information without first seeking legal advice from counsel in the relevant jurisdiction. Only your individual attorney or accountant can provide assurances that the information contained herein and your interpretation of it is applicable or appropriate to your particular situation. 